Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. Today we're starting a brand new series about what it looks like to follow Jesus in college. We are answering a bunch of questions that you guys submitted on Instagram, and one of them was amazing, and we decided to devote a whole week to it, and it's how to study the Bible. Guys, Anna and I are sitting in the same room right now. It's a miracle. It never happens. (laughs) We're getting so excited. We are prepping for the UGA worship night, which is going to be this Tuesday, February 26th. 7.30 at Hotel Indigo. We're so excited. If you live in the Athens area, you should be there. Yes. Please come. Anyone's welcome. Bring a friend. It's going to be super fun. And yeah, we just can't wait. But that's the reason why we're in the same room today. And we are also starting a new series that I personally am really excited about because I feel like Mm -hmm. it goes back to the basics. But we're also studying a passage that I think is really crucial to look at. And it's a passage that we will be talking or at least like touching on at the worship nights as well. So if you're at one of the worship nights and listening to this series... You'll, you'll be learning extra, yes. which is fun. It is so fun. But basically, we asked you guys what you would want to study or do next on the podcast on Instagram. And we got a lot of questions about how to grow in your faith, how to study the Bible, how to be a Christian in college, mm-hmm. kind of like practically what that looks like. And we thought this was a really, really good series to do. We're going to yeah. kind of break it down into four different major topics so we're going to talk about like how to grow in your faith and build Christian community. We're going to talk about like reputation, comparison, body image. We're going to talk about unmet expectations, plans, anxiety, the future. And we're going to talk about dating and boys. Four really good topics that honestly, even when we're reading them through, I'm like, those are incredible things to talk about. And they seem like they don't really connect, but they all yeah, connect. You they know? do. Everything connects. <laughs> Actually, I was having a conversation with my mom recently that I wanted to share with y'all because I think this is really important. It's really easy to think about your faith and kind of keep that separate. Like those are your spiritual thoughts. And I think the main thing that I would love to see and a really practical way for you to grow in your faith this year is to start letting those thoughts that are you think are your spiritual thoughts yeah. like go over into all areas of your life. Yeah, I think it's not just our thoughts. It's like our whole, our lives. You know, I think we shared this on the podcast a few weeks ago, but it's um, thinking of our lives like a pie. And so we give like dating a slice of the pie. We give school a slice of the pie, family a slice of the pie. And often we give God a slice of the pie, but really God wants to be the pie tin. He he wants to be (laughs) what's holding all of the pieces of the pie together. I love thinking about that too, of like letting the Holy Spirit uh, what is what is the right word? Like direct and guide your life, or like, oh wait, are you thinking permeate? Yes, yes, <laughs> your thoughts. Like, yeah, he's a part of all of it, all of it, and inviting him into all of that is so important. Yeah. So this week, we're not exactly sure how far we're going to get. We may do a, another part on this next week because the most important question that we got asked, yep. we want to spend as much time on it as we need, which is how to study the Bible. Yeah. Such an important question. And yeah. I'm really proud of whoever asked that because I yeah. think it can be a question that especially like as a college student, one, it's it's hard to admit 
like, oh, I need help writing something. But it, if you grew up in a Christian home, you might already assume like, well, I'm already supposed to know how to do this. And, but the reality is like, even Emily and I, there are times that I'm like, okay, so what next? (laughs) next? So our hope is that today we're going to talk a little bit about what to do like when you're not going through a specific study like when we went through James Emily and I were both going through a study by Lydia Brown back and which is so helpful and those yeah. are amazing like we highly recommend going through studies yes. um but this is for those days when you're like I'm not going through a study and I literally don't know how to read my bible yeah and we want to start with a question that is important why are we reading our bible mm-hmm. So there's multiple areas in your life that you can grow in your faith, but ultimately we're wanting to get closer to God and to know Him better and to learn how to let, like we're talking about, the Holy Spirit permeate every area of our life and like walk out our faith. And so in order to do that, we really need to get to know God. Yep. And like we were talking about when we were studying James, there are things that the world tells us or our culture tells us we should do in ways that we should be and things that will make us happy. And then there's things that God says, no, this is actually how you should be. This is what's going to bring contentment and peace and joy. And those things are different, but how are we really going to know if we don't look at scripture? And so here we are trying to figure out, okay, how do we go deeper in our faith? How do we get to know God? So we open our Bible. Yep. And we look down <laughs> and we think, where where what do, do I, do? I go next? We have said this before, but one, if you're ever like, okay, I want to read a book of the Bible, I would always suggest... One, two, three. John. John. <laughs> <laughs> Emily knows I'm I obsessed I with John. I am but too. I think it's a... So I actually was listening to a podcast the other day and they were explaining that part of the reason why people so often suggest John is because it's, it's like the easiest gospel to read. Like the way that he writes is just easier to understand and comprehend. So it is. We obviously, we did a whole study on John. We have a study that could go with that partner with it, podcast, all the things, but I personally think James is a great like next step, which is the one, the study that we just did. And I think Matthew is great, too. Essentially, we're saying maybe start with the New Testament, which starts with Matthew and then goes through the end of the Bible. And the reason why is because that's when Jesus is officially on the scene. Mm -hmm. All the Old Testament stuff is really important. Yeah. So interesting and helpful in understanding who God is in the context of everything. But I love the New Testament because first and foremost, when I was trying to deepen my faith, I really wanted to know Jesus more. Yeah. Because he's our picture of God. He said that like he was demonstrating the heart of the Father. So we get to know God through looking at Jesus's life. What's so amazing, too, is when we are learning about Jesus and like turning to him, reading through the New Testament. If you ever go back and start reading the Old Testament, you'll see jesus in that too because so much of the old testament is pointing to jesus but we have to know him in order to see that so over the next few weeks we're going to be looking specifically of course in john but um chapters 15 and 16 so what we'll do today is just if i were opening the bible let's say i i had never read this before and so i'm opening up and i flip to john 15 and i see the top of it says i'm the true vine 
So maybe let's read like the first paragraph yeah, through that's 11. Perfect. So this is John 15, 1 through 11. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Yep. So this is really good stuff and we want to dive into what he's saying and what he means. Mm -hmm. But first. Yeah. The first question I would ask myself is who's talking? Yeah. Because honestly, like when you first open it, who knows? You don't know. It doesn't tell anyone. you. It doesn't say, then Jesus said, spoiler, right. Jesus is talking. Yeah. But it doesn't tell us that. Um, and so one important thing to know when you're reading the Bible is like, if you're reading a sp- specific verse, it's okay to turn back, to yep. look, look around, like get your bearings. You know, Give you yourself would, some extra time to do it yeah. because it, it helps so much. You would never just open a textbook and start reading. Like you, you need to know what the chapter is called. You need to know what's going on, what you've learned up until that point. Like yep. it's got to build on itself. So we all have. We always say, ask yourself who, what, where, when, why. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can't answer all those questions. Just any questions that you can think of that set the scene. Yeah. That you know? help you, like, okay, who? So what we would do is we would... Flip back a little bit. Flip back. And sometimes it's hard to know, like, how far do I flip back? Mm-hmm. What do, but I start by just looking back one chapter. So, okay, 14... It says that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It tells us that Jesus is talking. Yep. So you kind of get to know, okay, I think Jesus is talking at this point. How do we know who he's talking to? We might have to flip back farther. So actually, if you go back to chapter 13, and this is actually why they make headings. Yeah. So that you can... Yeah, it's super helpful to read the heading and see, okay, what's happening right before. Fun fact, the headings were not a part of the original translations. They were added as the Bible has been translated. So sometimes it can feel like a conversation keeps going past a heading. Like a heading is not like a tied up chapter. You can read past it. You can read before it. They have just created those headings to help us as we're reading. Because if not, it's a ton of tiny words on pages. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't naturally separated into verses. That's just so we can find these things. So in chapter 13, it says, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. So now we have a hint that he's hanging out with the disciples. But you may even have to go a little bit before to realize where they are. There's been a lot of activity leading up to Jesus' death. It gets like very intense. A lot of stuff is happening. Lazarus was raised from the dead, Mm -hmm. which caused a lot 
of drama. Yeah. And so basically you find out if you look closer in those verses right before that Jesus is meeting with his disciples in a special like secret place and he is preparing them for the fact that he's about to go to the cross. Yeah. It's the night before or really the night of his when he gets arrested. Arrest. Yeah. He I think he gets arrested like in the early early hours of the morning, but I would still consider that like one still dark. One night. But it, so he's talking to his disciples. The disciples were his best friends and he this is his last night with them. And I don't know about y'all, but if I knew that it was my last night with the people that I love the most and that are going to carry on your mission, like right, the words you would say would be really important. Yeah. And so if you're like doing this kind of research on your own and you're digging to find out this is his last night before his crucifixion, mm-hmm. before like his like big moment. Right. So then as the reader, you know. This actually is so important. Yeah. Because that's what you start to realize is like, oh, wait, this is about to be his death. So we look a little closer at this. I would also say, too, like instead of just like randomly opening to the middle of John and reading it, I would start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, But if for any reason you've already read through John and you are like, okay, I want to I want to read this particular I want to study specifically this one chapter, because when I read it that one time, I really liked it the looking back can help you kind of remember. But if you've never read through John, my suggestion would be start at the beginning. So that way you're not trying to piecemeal everything together. A lot of Bibles also, if you have a study Bible, they'll give some context at the bottom. And a lot of times they'll have a chapter at the beginning that tells you where it's set and who's talking and kind of what to expect, like the major themes. And that always really helps me. So... Now that we realize it's Jesus talking to his disciples the night of his arrest and the day before his crucifixion, what is he saying? So mm-hmm. he starts talking about vines, mm-hmm. branches, and fruit. And he says the word abide or remain yeah. a lot of times. I think it's like a total of 11 times. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a lot. Like as yeah. you're reading it, you're like, okay, abide and abide. And abide, maybe. abide, I promise. Um, so what type of vine? I think it's wine. Yeah, definitely. So I think he's using the picture of like a, a vineyard. vineyard. Yes to paint the picture of how we should be with God. Yes. And so if you think about like, okay, a true vine, what is a vine? So even zooming, not zooming out, but kind of like he says, I am the true vine. So Jesus is saying me, I'm the vine. And his father is the gardener. So Jesus is the vine and God is the gardener. And... It's we a, are little yeah, branches. We are the branches. Yeah. So that's even also answering in a different level the who. You know, we've mm-hmm. got Jesus, we've got God, and we've got us, and we're the branches. And what he's saying is you will bear fruit only if you're connected yep. to me. Yep. So we see a lot of other places in the Bible the word fruit. Yeah. Like you have probably heard of the fruit of the spirit. So basically if you're a plant, whatever you produce is your fruit. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's telling of what type of plant you are. Like I've never successfully grown anything, but (laughs) if I did, (laughs) you know, you plant it, it sprouts and then eventually it grows that type of leaf and that type of fruit or plant flower. And then it becomes a fruit and it's very exciting. And that's how you know what it is. Yeah. And so he's saying, this is how, to be a Christian is like through and through you will be 
a follower of Christ and you will bear mm-hmm. the fruit that comes from me if you remain in me. So yeah. what does it mean to remain? I mean, it's having a relationship with Jesus. So what's really cool, I love the image of the vine and the branches because if you take a branch off of a vine, the branch is going to die. Yep. Like no, ma- no matter how many times I get flowers from the grocery store, they will always die because they're not connected to a life source. And the vine is giving life to the branches and without the vine, the branches die. So for us as the branches, Jesus is our vine and he is where we find our source of life. He is where we find our confidence. Yeah. I just looked up the definition of abide and it's kind of the same as remain. Like it's to remain in the same place or position over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So obviously in our culture, there's pressure to move forward. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, stay with me. Right. Let your roots grow down in me is another like reference from something that Jesus said, like just this picture of knowing that we cannot thrive outside of him. What Emily just did too is another really helpful study tool. So if you are reading a passage and you see a word mentioned a lot, number one, you should write that word down. And sometimes what I like to do is I write the word down and then I write the different contexts that that word is being applied. So in this one, it's talking about abiding in love. It's talking about words abiding in us. It's talking about abiding in Jesus and that Jesus is going to abide in us. Um, so you could write that down. You could Each write, one of those down. Yeah, write down abide and then write down all the different ways that that word is being used. And then yeah. what she did was she looked it up. She looked up what remain and abide mean. And that's really helpful too because sometimes when you're reading the Bible, there can be these words that are, for lack of a better phrase, very churchy. Like, mm-hmm. um, And maybe we've heard them a lot and are, we've just kind of become numb to them. But if you look up a definition, it can really help you understand at a deeper level For sure. what's being said. Also, this is an ancient text. Yes. So the translation, there's still a lot of words and a lot of things that don't mean the exact same thing today right. in context as oh, they yeah. did back then. I was just listening to something this morning about when Jesus is talking about his followers being salt of mm-hmm. the earth. Mm-hmm. We've always probably interpreted that as flavoring yeah. or seasoning, but there's a lot of other Uses. things that salt was used for when this was written and when he was saying this. And so you just get an opportunity to look closer at, oh, what did Jesus really mean when he said that? Let's not right. make assumptions. Right. We're not diving 100% into everything he's saying right now because our purpose for this moment is to teach you how to study the Bible. So right. we're going to get more into like, it's easy as we're talking. I'm even like, wait, we need to like be talking more about this. But yeah. we will as we talk about relationships with others and the future. Yeah. The future comparison, like so many things can be answered even in just this one chapter, which is crazy. It's important to say that we believe God's word, the Bible is living and active, which means that it is used by the Holy spirit to work in us. Even today, we believe that God authored these words through people that he inspired. And when we engage with the word of God, 
that he is moving in us. So the very most important thing that you can do, say a prayer before you engage with the Bible and like ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what it is that you need to know and what it is that you need to learn today. Just remember, it's not like you need to master this right now. No, it's not a test. It's not a test. Yes, training is not a test. So like the goal is to walk a slow and faithful Mm -hmm. life, abiding in God. And so what that looks like is in the morning, you know, if you're having your quiet time and you really don't have much time that week, just see, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to a passage that is meaningful for you that day and that he would be at work in your life that day through that word. Yeah. So I would also say, so being okay to step away with questions. Yeah. Like being sometimes too, if I'm reading a passage, let's say you're reading through a Psalm or a proverb and um, sometimes too, like maybe just pick literally a verse in a Psalm and read it five times and like just read it and read it and read it over and over and over again. Yes. Journal it, write it down. Multiple like times. Um, that there's, there's gosh, there's so many ways yes. to study the Bible. We can't even, <laughs> How do we even start? but our biggest thing we want you to hear is one, there's no right way yeah. to just start by having a, I would suggest your Bible, your journal in front of you. If you don't have a journal, go get one, get some fun, cute pens and start with a prayer, I like to journal my prayers. I write them down because one, it helps me not get distracted. And two, then I can look back later and see the way that the Lord's answered those prayers, like yes. tangibly answered those prayers, which is really cool. Um, and then use that journal to write down your questions. If you're reading or something, your you're, notes yeah. or anything, if you're reading something and you're like, wait, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. Write down those questions and be okay to not have answers yeah, to them Yeah, pray through it. Ask yeah. the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what it is. Ask a mentor yeah. what they think. Like, I think that this is meant to be marinated on. Yes. So I think we have to put away all the ideas that we're going to like read it. It's going to feel amazing. And then we're going to like know what to do and yep. feel closer to God. This is more of a long-term process like mm-hmm. of of incorporating spending time with God into your daily habits and your life and knowing him Mm -hmm. through that. I've always heard the phrase, a long obedience in the same direction. Like there are going to be days when you have a quiet time and you walk away thinking, I didn't feel anything. I, I am definitely guilty of that being like, I literally didn't feel anything, but trusting that God works outside of my feelings and that like even just the faithfulness of showing up every morning and having a quiet time, like that is going to be honored over time. And he is there, even if I don't feel him, I think (laughs) we, that's very countercultural is we want to be productive and we want, so like for a quiet time, if it doesn't feel productive, it's hard to want to do that again, Right. but do it again, show up. I have two thoughts. One's a piece of advice and one is a piece of information. The advice is try your best not to pull out a single verse mm-hmm. and apply it to your life. Yeah. I adore having like verses that I can pull out and apply to my life, but it has to be done in the right context. Yep. You might accidentally take it out of context and might be affirming something that is not true, that God's not saying. And so I think it's important to study the Bible in this way. And then you can pull out abide in the vine Mm -hmm. or whatever part of this verse, and you can make it your verse or your thing that you remember or memorize. 
But I don't think it's wise to pull out, like to type verses about blank. Yeah. And then not study the context of the verse. Like typing in verses about love. Right. You're going to see a lot. Yeah. But it's that's why you got to what we were doing earlier is you look around. Don't let that one verse be the only thing that you see. Yeah. And if Jesus was talking, see what he was talking about and who Who, he was talking to. Yeah. What the context was. Yeah. I think it's, it's not hard to do that few minutes of extra research just to make sure that you're saying the right things. But Mm -hmm. that's, it's just really important to say that prayer that God would align your heart with what he is really doing and what he's really saying and what he really wants for you to know. So that's one thing. The other thing is something that we don't really have time to get into today, but is important to know is that studying the Bible is different depending on the type of book that you're mm-hmm. studying. Yep. So there are 66 books in the Bible and they're kind of separated into different categories. It's definitely split into the Old and New Testament, Old Testament being set far, far before Jesus was born. And it talks a lot about Jewish history and the prophets are really important. There's um, major and minor prophets. Right. The whole thing. But how you read like a book coming from a prophet is important because diff- it's amazing because they are hundreds of years before Jesus was born. They are prophesying specific details about him and his Mm -hmm. life and his ministry. So that's incredible. But knowing that they're prophets is important. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's a lot of history. Like you guys have probably heard of the Torah. Mm -hmm. And so the first five books of the Bible Mm -hmm. is the Torah, which is the, 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 yeah, the Jewish law. And then Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels. Those are accounts of Jesus's life, firsthand accounts. And then after the gospels, there is the book of Acts, which tells the story of the early church, the first church. And a lot of that book is about a guy named Paul who meets Jesus in this miraculous way and then writes letters to churches because he becomes a missionary. He's passionate about spreading the gospel. So Paul didn't write all of the letters that follow the gospels and acts, but he wrote a lot of them. But they're letters to real churches who are having real struggles and needed real mentoring and advice. So when we are studying the letters, we're sort of thinking about, okay, where were they? What were they going through? And Mm -hmm. also, how can I use what they're going through and what Paul taught them to apply that to my life? Yeah. So that's not all of them. I could go on, but we won't today. It's just important to know which type of book you're starting to study. Yes. So it's not hard to know. Just Google it. You know what I mean? Like, what is this book? (laughs) So it's just, they're separated. So that's good to know. At some point along the line, some Bible study teacher taught us this little, like, it's like 5, 12, 5, 5, 12, (laughs) 4, 1, 21, 1. And that's how I remember the the way the different books of the Bible are split up. It's like five books of law, 12 books of history, 5, 12, 5. I literally have to say 5, 12, 5, 5, 12. 12. Yeah. (laughs) Five books of poetry. Five books, five major prophets, and then 12 minor prophets. But I wouldn't have known that. Like, right. there's no way you, again, it builds on itself. Which, And yeah. I think what Emily is saying is so true. It's like the way we read about Jesus' life is going to be very different than the way that we read a letter Paul's that letters. Paul's writing to Timothy, you or know, prophets or Genesis, which, right. And I mean, I was just reading the story of Elijah in First Kings. Mm-hmm to go along with something that we were studying in James because James mentions Elijah Mm -hmm. and his faith. 
And so I go back to read the story and it was fascinating, but it's yeah. history. Yep. And it's so cool to see God moving in the Old Testament and like what he cares about. So the more you study, I think the more you'll just get drawn in and yes. absolutely love it. But knowing what you're walking into mm-hmm. and how to respect and study and interpret and apply the mm-hmm. Bible is important. And knowing important. there are so many resources out there. Yeah. The Bible Project is an amazing so resource. Good. They have these really cool videos that summarize different books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Use those or we listen to a Tim Keller sermon. We love Tim uh, Keller. I call him my mentor. <laughs> there's so much. There's so many gr- amazing resources out there, and we would love to help get you connected to those resources. Yep. Um, but really, we hope you know there's not one right way to study the Bible. Yeah. And it can feel intimidating. And you cannot know it all at once. No, gosh, no. And there's going to be times you read something and then maybe a year later you read it again and you're like, whoa. a different thing for you. Wait, what? I didn't even realize that before. Again, I really suggest a study. Like this Lydia Brownback lady. We honestly she's don't really fabulous. know much about her, but she's awesome. And her studies are really helpful. They're, yeah. they're very scripture based. They're which, so practical. Yes. So, and she has a ton of different ones. Yeah. So some people's studies are kind of focused on their own. Here's what I went through and here's how I applied it spiritually. The thing I really like about these studies and the reason why we are like promoting them yeah. and doing them in our Bible studies is because they are very little information from the author and very much about scripture. So there's a lot of pointing back to different scriptures that apply or that, that the author was actually referencing. So especially if you feel insecure doing your own research, Mm -hmm. this is a really, really solid way to engage with whatever you're reading. We hope that this is helpful and, um, uh, y'all can always reach out. Our, like our DMs are always open. Yep. Our email is always open. Yep. We would love to hear from y'all your specific questions, um, and we will list some of the resources that we've talked about on the website. Yeah. So next week we're gonna dig more into this scripture and these topics, and mm-hmm. specifically how we can take Jesus's words and apply them to our real yeah. life. We hope that y'all can use this and and feel really just inspired to pursue your own relationship with the Bible and with God. God wants to know you and wants to move through his word. So hope you feel confident and encouraged. All right. Until next week. See ya. Bye.